With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's Bashomania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashomania runs wild? Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Welcome back to the Bash Mania podcast. I'm your host, Justin Bash. Unfortunately, no co-host Chenzo today, guys. He is in moving hell as he gets ready to move out to California. So he'll be back. But I wanted to give him the time to deal with moving. It's truly one of the worst things out there. If you've moved recently... You empathize with that. My wife and I just built our house and moved. It was such a headache. So I told Chenzo, just chill, move, get your stuff taken care of. I'll handle the show today. We do have a very exciting guest. So I'm super, super excited for today's conversation. And the show goes on. Chenzo will be back. He's just, I want him to make sure he's dealing with moving. It can be very stressful. So before we dive in, this episode is brought to you by Attack. Attack is quickly becoming a wrestling community favorite as, in my opinion, an app that allows you to play, compete, and grow as a wrestler. There's truly nothing like it. Nutrition, fitness, mentality, all the aspects you need to grow in one great app. And one of the most beautiful things about the app to me is that they aren't stopping. They're not slowing down. The updates, the enhancements, the quality, it just continues to get better. So if you haven't yet, go ahead and download the app. It's ATAC, A-T-A-C. It's in the Apple App Store today. Follow them on social media as well, ATAC.app. That's A-T-A-C dot app. Tweet at me. Let me know what you think of the app. I'm curious. I love the app. So feel free to tweet us, tweet ATTACK, send feedback. The more the merrier. So on today's show, NCAA champion, three-time NCAA champion, Spencer Lee is back on the show. If you're new around here, I say back because Spencer was a very early guest back in October 2019. He was episode 13. Shout out Spencer for being a part of it from the early days. 113 episodes later, he's back, and we're going to dive into NCAAs, his injury, Olympic trials, NIL, all that good stuff. So without further ado, let's bring Spencer on. Apologies in advance for how nasally I sound. My allergies are just killing me. I'm just thankful I'm not sneezing right now. So with that said, let's get Spencer on. Who added another national championship since the last time. Dude, I was looking at the time you were on here last, October 2019. Oh, really? That's It's been a while, man. Two years, yeah, almost. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's been a wild, wild couple of years since you've been on so i guess we'll back up and talk i want to talk about nil and that and i want to talk about the season a little bit so we'll back up to the season because i've talked to you about it since what was this season like I- i've heard it's been so taxing with the uncertainty of not knowing when competitions were or the excessive testing like what was the season like for you i mean it's just routine uh, you're told to do something, be somewhere, so you had to be there, and it was every day. I and mean, we tested at seven or I think it was eight a.m. every day. So wow. then you had eight a.m. testing every day. Um, 
after you tested, you went down and worked out, then class, and you had work out again, kind of like kind of every day. Was it the day, nostril so. test? Uh, so once a week, we'd have the one where they do it. Yeah. And then every other day would be our own yeah. test. So. I've yet to have a COVID test, just FYI. I don't know if I'm just like, I don't do enough that I don't, I, I don't know. I've just, because I work from home and I haven't needed to go anywhere. I've never had a COVID test. Thank uh-huh. God. But I, I've heard that was taxing. Do you think it didn't look on the surface like it had much effect? Like your performance throughout the year, we'll talk about the NCAA tournament kind of separately, but your your performance through the year was like you were on your own level, like just tech after tech. And you have that look like if somebody scores a point on you, you're upset. Like you could tell during the Dylan Raguson match at Big Tens. I think you won 19-4. And you weren't happy about that because it wasn't 15-0. Like this whole season kind of being so separated from everybody. Did you feel like that? Like you're kind of in a league of your own? Uh, I just want to go out there and wrestle my match each and out. I just want to score points, you know, keep scoring yeah. points. Score hard, score fast, keep scoring. That's kind of our, our motto here at Iowa. So, I mean, yeah, I, don't, I mean, I don't want to get scored on by anybody. It just yeah. knows – I, I kind of know that, like, if I'm getting scored on, it means I kind of messed up somewhere or I wasn't, you know, on my – wasn't as focused somewhere or something. I'm not saying someone couldn't score on me um, yeah. regardless, but that's just kind of how my mind works. So, you know, I, he scored on me because I was, like, hanging on his head and he, like, threw me by and I was winning by, like, six or, like, 13 or by that point. I had to – I think I think I like put him to his back or something, got six or something. I got the tech. But yeah, it was amazing because so many people are like in awe that like when somebody scores a couple points on you, you've established yourself as so dominant that people are like, Wow, that guy's good. He just got a couple points on Spencer. Like, did you feel that? Or are you just so in that zone of like I just wanna tech everybody, not allow any points, and you don't really think about that too much? Well, it's always been that way. Like, it's scored on since I was in eighth grade. Guy must be good, you know. Oh, there's always a narrative around me like that, so there's nothing new. You know, I've always been hard on myself, always been a perfectionist, always trying to score a lot of points every match. You know, guys, uh, you know, they want to win too, so got to be respectful. You know, respect all yeah. fear none and not, not care about what they do and focus on what you do and just try and score points for the whole seven minutes and then more if needed. So that's just kind of how we are. Yeah, it makes sense. And, you know, after Big Tens, you had that injury that nobody knew about. And, I mean, I think you got a tech and then three majors and then a decision. And to to people watching, at least to me, it wasn't like, oh, Spencer's doing any less than he normally does. It's the NCAA tournament. It's tough. The fact that you're still teching and majoring everyone but one finals match. Nobody thought too much of it. But for you, like... I know you decently enough to know that like you're more introverted and you don't let out to emotion. But after the NCAA finals, you you had that like amazing two and a half minute interview with ESPN where, you know, T-shirts obviously went on sale right after for no excuses for wuss, wussies. But like what what was your perspective going into the NCAA tournament when you had that torn ACL that nobody even knew about? I, mean, I didn't really know what to expect. I didn't wrestle at all leading up to that NCAA tournament. I don't even know if I could have. I didn't know. Everything was kind of like trial run, test error, see how you do. Um, first time I wrestled was five minutes before my first match, and I hit like three shots. So 
That was it. I wore a big old brace on my left knee for the first time. I was always wearing a brace on my right knee. So my right knee, we taped it. And then I just said, let's see what's going to happen. And I went and wrestled. So. And did it mentally, you're a guy who, you remind me of Yanni very much, where you guys are high analytical people. You're very much, you're, you're thinking constantly. Did it affect your thinking much before? Like the unknown of you have a game plan. You're used to going out, doing what you know. And for this, there was so much uncertainty because you're like, I don't know what's going to happen. My ACL's torn. I mean, I was just trying to win every match. That was it. Just go out there, score points, and just advance. It's an NCAA tournament. Uh, you're injured to an extent where, you know, I don't know how many people could have competed in, in my situation. Not many. So I, so I didn't care. You know, it was I didn't care if I got scored on. I didn't care if the guy, you know, I had one kid in, in the national tournament who took me down twice in, like, the last period. And right in the middle, he called me for stalling like this. And I remember looking at the scoreboard, and it was, like, 15 to 4. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, what do you call me stalling for? Right. I was like, you don't even know that I'm, I'm like 20%. I was like, and you're getting majored by me. Like I could have teched you if I got that last takedown <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm at 25% max, you know? Yeah. And so I was laughing. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, have fun with this bracket, man. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember exactly who it was, but I vaguely remember that. Well, I could tell you, but I'm not going to give him a name. So yeah, that's fine. That's fair. But I, I remember that like, it's so funny because, again, people pay attention to your matches so much and not knowing before each match going through that tournament. What were you thinking as far as like, was it just one more match, go out and win, which is kind of like your mentality normally for a tournament? Yeah, I mean, nothing changed really, but I just couldn't do things that I, I normally could. I couldn't warm up properly. I couldn't really I can't run. Uh, so it was like it was like, all right, let's just see what happens. Spend like Terry would be like, all right. Wrestle hard, stay safe, and just, you know, get on top and go to work, you know, because, because like, I, I mean, I, didn't, I knew that I was fine on top, um, but yeah. on my feet, it was a little different. Couldn't really shoot, couldn't scramble. I'm like, I got out scrambled by a couple guys at the tournament. Um, and usually, if you get to a scramble, I've, I've probably won 95% of the scrambles in my college career. Yeah. And I'm getting beat like, consistently in scrambles because I can't swivel my feet or go my butt couldn't touch my heels or, you know, things like that. Right. Like I couldn't move my toe. They would just grab my toe and my knee would like give out and I'd fall over, you know, it was like, I'm getting taken. I'm looking around. I'm I like, all of a sudden, next thing you know, I'm on my face and I'm like, what the heck just happened? I don't even know how I got taken Do down. You, was it like a challenge to you? Like, I don't, I feel bad if your opponents are listening to this, but it's almost like you're so good. It's like a challenge to say, okay, now let me win this thing with no ACLs. <laughs> my, like the, my, uh, my teammates said that too. They're like, you're just giving them a, a handicap right? or something. Like, that made like me laugh. Afterwards, but... that's almost what it seemed like. Like, Did it feel like a challenge of sorts? Like, oh, let me see if I can do it like this. Like, Obviously, no. you didn't plan on that happening. <laughs> no, not a challenge at all. I didn't care. I didn't want, I didn't even want to tell anybody. I mean, uh, I, my, my plan was to say nothing, um, yeah. have it in my heart. No, my teammates knew what I did. Uh, my dad wanted me to tell everyone in the world just because, uh, you know, like I always say, people sometimes don't understand what athletes do for fans and for, for yeah. you know, fan bases and, and universities and whatnot. And even the pro level, when obviously I'm not going to be a pro, but you understand what I'm saying. Like athletes, they, yeah. they use things for, for themselves and for people that they care about and for their fan base that people don't really understand sometimes. You know, they kind of just see that. Like like people have been like, wow, Spencer looked really bad at the NCAA tournament. Might have been something people might have <laughs> said, right? You know, he was getting scored on left and right. Uh, you know, he didn't tech or pin everybody or whatever. You know, what's going on with him? I don't I don't know what people are going to say. I don't really care. 
because all I cared about was myself and being healthy and wrestling hard. But at the same time, I wouldn't see it as a challenge. Uh, no. I don't, I mean, they want to win too. Does it matter that I'm hurt? Maybe they're all hurt. You know, maybe all, every single one of them had taped up, beat up things that they're hiding underneath their, you know, they're, maybe they had broken ankles or something. Who knows? I mean, you don't yeah. care. It's not something that like anyone should really care about, but yeah, was I healthy? No. I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I, I mean, I wrestled, I, you know, I would have gone to the trials if I was healthy. Yeah. You know, the only thing I actually care about is the Olympic trials, whether I make the team or not. I, I even I remember telling them, my coaches, just let me try. If I lose, I lose. Like what's, yeah. it's not the end of the world. Like I went out there and give it my all, but like, they were afraid that, I mean, my, my legs were kind of messed up after NCAAs, you know, I was, I was in, a lot of pain, a lot of, you know, they were afraid I was going to hurt more things if I wrestled at Olympic trials. So the best thing for me was to not compete. Uh, that was a terrible decision, like worst decision in my life, as in yeah. not like it was a terrible decision, as in like for me, like it, it was like heartbreaking, yeah. you know, like whether or not I would have won or not, who knows? I mean, what went into that? Like after, but, uh, after the ESPN interview, I remember my wife and I were watching it in a hotel in Miami and I'll never forget, like looking over like, Holy crap! Like Spencer just did have no ACLs. My second thought was, "Oh my gosh, I wonder if he's gonna be able to make it to the Olympic trials." Like, how long was that process for you, where you were like still maybe holding out hope that you can make it to the trials? Yeah, we we waited like three or four days. So, and what was that? Just a collective like talking to coaches, talking to family, and just yeah, saying... just talking to doctors mostly. Um, yeah. Obviously, they were like, "You're insane if you want to compete." You should get surgery right <laughs> Nothing now. Nothing new, but <laughs> yeah. And I was like, okay, I've been hearing that for years. But uh, um, I was like, I was like, screw it, let's just wrestle. And and then at the end of the day, I was like, I don't know if I could wrestle even at twenty percent right now. I was like, yeah. I was like, am I that good? I don't know. Um, can't really say for certain. Can't say I am that good. That's not something that I, I really think about. But is it is it right for me to go out and kind of disrespect? Um, Olympics, Olympic Games, Olympic Trials, and saying that I could win it even if I wasn't healthy. Sure. I don't know. So while the risk of getting hurt, not yeah. not even being able to train leading up to the trials, um, no brace on either of my knees. So taping every match, quick turnarounds, um, definitely better. You opponents. can't wear a brace at the trials. Um, no, not really. I wouldn't. Oh, I, I wouldn't. That. I wouldn't suggest wearing one. No. So. After the Olympic trials or after you decided not to, was there surgeries? Was there anything that were like, okay, now that I'm going to, I'm not going to compete. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. It was just day by day. So yeah. we're just, we're still taking it day by day and we're figuring out that's about it really. Do you know when you're coming back as of now or no? No. Like I said, it's day by day. I'll let you know when, when you'll know yeah. when I know. <laughs> I'm excited to know. I know everybody was bummed. Obviously everybody wants you to heal up and get back on the mat ASAP changing gears kind of a little bit this NIL stuff kind of took off and it seemed like it happened out of nowhere it seemed like it was going to be a thing where it was kind of a couple years out and then all of a sudden it was everybody starting tomorrow can start benefiting off their name image and likeness and it, it's been cool as a marketing and business guy to watch what different athletes do and I know you're someone who I love your approach because I tweeted out the other day, like, stop saying my DMs are open for business. I get it. I get why people are doing it. But, like, if you have an audience and you're somebody who can bring value to somebody, companies are seeing that. And they probably already are wanting to work with you. Yeah. And there's a lot of things you can do offline, which it seems like you did. What went into you starting to 
capitalize on revenue once this went into effect? Well, I mean, I, I was reached out by a lot of people. So I just kind of sent all of them towards my, my dad who kind of worked with it. Uh, yeah. you know, he took a day off work and you know, called all those people back, figured things out. You know, we're still figuring things out. Yeah. I mean, the things that I've done already were people who reached out to me and like, you know, I did one with like a, like a gear thing. It was kind of like a test run, yeah. kind of see um, maybe what people think about it. So everyone wants a shirt, of course, with like, you know, my quote on it and stuff. Yeah. So we're obviously working on stuff like that. Um, the other one, Cameo, they, I wouldn't have never done Cameo if uh, like they, someone from Cameo called me. So I was like, sure, I'll just see what it's about. Have you done many Cameos? Uh, so the first day after like seven hours, I had like 35 or something. So Dang. I had to do kind of a lot. So <laughs> Did you just sit there banging them out one yeah, by one? I mean, yeah, that's kind of what I was doing. Is what, what was the strangest one? Uh, someone had me like, I had to like say like something about his business and that all of his <laughs> family and friends should go to his business and then refer his business to everyone else. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> I think they've actually started a new aspect of cameo for businesses where you can hire people because that's what people are doing. They're, they're doing a cameo, but they're using it for a business endorsement and cameo yeah. is saying, Hey, you got to pay more for that because they're endorsing your business. You're profiting all that. Um, for the t-shirts, like I, I love the design. I thought it was a cool shirt and, and I know how you are. The last time you came on the podcast, you even said like, you're somebody who you, you want that more, Snyder approach where you're not day in day out nitty gritty with brand building and deals, but you're benefiting properly from your name and image. When you start doing some of these things like t-shirt sales, are you paying attention to like how many sell or anything like that? I mean, yeah, I mean, I was just kind of curious because it was like a limited thing. So they only had yeah. like a limited amount of stuff. So they sold out on like certain, like a, like a t-shirt, not like the sweatshirt or whatever. So. Yeah. It was cool to like see, figure it out, feel it out. You know, I didn't really care about money or anything. Just kind of yeah. like building your brand, kind of trying to be an ambassador of your sport, trying to build wrestling. You know, like the Barstool thing was cool. Getting like followed by Dave Portnoy was cool because he's kind of like a big deal in the sports world. So stuff like that was like pretty cool. So that's kind of like where I'm at. Like I'm not like trying to like avidly like like money, 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 money. That's not how I am. Um, well, I see. Way- I, I don't think you've. You've posted the T-shirts again. I think you just posted it one time and said, swipe up if you're interested, and that was that. I don't think I've seen anything else. Well, it's already over. It's a three-day thing. It's done. Okay. Can't buy it anymore. Um, and I would, you know, that's just not how I am. I don't yeah. I don't want my Instagram or my Twitter to be just straight promotions. That's not yeah. who I am. That's not what I believe in. That's not my brand. You know, me, yeah. I post once a month, and I force myself to on social media. So <laughs> why, why I start posting 100,000 times? And every one of them is just about, I buy this, swipe up this, use yeah. my code, this. I didn't, I don't care. I'm not desperate for money. I, I'm just yeah. trying to win world Olympic and NCAA titles and be the best person and wrestler, you know, family member and, you know, whatever I can be as I could be. And I don't want my image to be kind of run to the ground because I'm trying to make money. Like, yeah. Care. If you try to squeeze everything so quick, I think yeah, a lot cares. of wrestlers are going to take brand deals that, you know, if you squeeze the cash cow so quick right now, the important brands that maybe want to work with you in a year, two years, if they look back and see that you'll just whore out your image, they're not going to have that value to it. So I think it's the right approach. As far as the barstool thing, you know, I love barstool and Portnoy. What have you heard any like details on it? Cause it seemed like they were kind of shooting from the hip, which is, signing all these athletes and kind of figuring it out as they go right now well it's not even signing because the application was literally your your 
address right. your shirt size, right? So like yeah. you're not really applying for anything. But like it's cool because like it's like publicity. They're just kind of giving athletes, yeah. you know, like kind of like people who don't like it was the first girl that he endorsed went from like five thousand followers to one hundred five thousand followers in a right. day. You know, there you go. Her life's over. It's changed. Like she's yeah. able to make brand. You know, maybe she'll be even be more popular as an athlete that that fast just from him doing something like that. So I think that's kind of like the cool part about it. That's probably yeah. the coolest part about him. Mean, he's trying obviously trying to like get things done with like if within his own like you know company or whatever with uh yeah. with us as well trying to help us out but there's like rules um for like endorsements with people who have like betting books and stuff so like yeah. they're just trying to be safe not make anyone lose eligibility um that kind of thing it's 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 whatever it's cool so i i think it's really cool you know i, I had some people dm me like what do you think about this? Like, how is Barstool signing everybody? And like, they're not like signing people like it's, hey, you're going to get X amount of money. I, I think it's mutually beneficial. Barstool's a huge sports company. And like I saw, I don't think anybody got tweeted by Dave until like, let's say afternoon time. And all of a sudden it was you and Gable within an hour. I'm like, that's super cool. This guy's got Absolutely. a million followers on Twitter and he's putting you out there. And then other barstool uh, personalities who have large audiences, um, Robbie over there, who's their big MMA guy, he said he wants to do something with everybody. I think KB No Swag, who is like, I, I don't know if he's seriously calling you out, but you know, he he's, he's putting it out there. So yeah, it's it's super cool to see. If nothing else, the publicity. Like, it's really cool to just see guys like you and Gable and Roman and others that have such talent and have such brands to now be kind of given a reason to be put on that spotlight and that stage by ESPN, Barstool, companies that historically don't say much because it's simply about ratings. Can you be? Can you bring me ratings? Can you bring me viewers? But it was super cool to see that. Um, the other thing that I think there's a lot of misconceptions about out there is I love your approach with you saying, like, I don't really care about the money. I think a lot of people, and I've seen a lot of commentary on, oh, you know, every wrestler thinks he's going to get rich. No, I don't think a lot of wrestlers think that. I think a lot, I think you're going to see some wrestlers be able to just make some money. And I think other wrestlers, let's say you, for example, this isn't just about being able to make more money. It's being able to about building your brand more and starting to build your brand earlier because initially you're another year out minimum from being able to do anything. Now you can start growing your brand more. Like you just said, the publicity from Portnoy, that helps. The publicity from Barstool, that helps. Even if not just the monetary gains, the brand publicity gains, I think you college athletes get to benefit from a lot right now. I think it's more beneficial than them giving us any kind of money really. I agree. And when we were texting the other day, you had mentioned the gaming world too. Like, are yeah. you excited to start doing stuff in the gaming world, like outside yeah, of the wrestling world? Yeah, I think it's an opportunity that I could pursue. And, you know, it's something I, it's like my, you know, my pleasure, you know, that yeah. I, uh, I do outside of wrestling. So there are things I could do, like, like the headphones I have on, like they follow me on Twitter for some God knows reason for years. <laughs> right. You know, so I could, potentially message them maybe they would give me free headphones like you yeah. know things like that like things that are, 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 are cool you know that yeah. stuff's cool so it's definitely like interesting um obviously i'm talking to people trying to you know build my brand that kind of stuff so it's it's, it's been it's been cool it's been humbling having so many people reach out to me and you know have an interest even in just 
talking to me about things or yep. trying to help me or whatnot. So definitely something that I, I, I know that's been really cool. So, yeah, it seems it. And, you know, I think I said earlier, you're more introverted as am I, but I know you when you get excited about things and it seems like you're excited about things happening, things in the works. Are you working on things still behind the scenes that people haven't seen yet? Oh, of course. I haven't done anything yet. So wait and see, I guess. I love that. I think over these next couple of months, I think a lot a lot of people think this is just going to fade out real quick. I don't. Yeah. I think people are just taking time as they should. Somebody said to Yanni, like, why don't you have a deal yet with this? It takes time to partner with the right people to see to see what you want to do, to have people look at contracts, to do those things. I think it's a great thing. Um, and I think especially in this offseason right now, We'll call it the off season. Wrestling doesn't really have much of an off season, but it gives you something to focus on to do without allowing it to be a distraction at all. Well, that's the point. That's why I'm trying to, you know, maybe find someone to help me with that, um, figure out everything for me, make me so I can just focus on what I want to do, and that's just getting better, trying to be the best yeah. wrestler I can be every single day out. Uh, yeah, I'm not trying to like do little things all the time. I'd rather just have a couple things that I'm dedicated to and that I put my yeah. time into when time's allotted and time's capable of being, you know, helpful or not, not hindrance, not a hindrance and just yeah. do that. Be done. You know, you're better off trying to win. You know, honestly, like I had, I had someone t talking to me, telling me that if you weren't as successful as you were, they wouldn't be talking to you. That's just how it happens. So if you want to make money off NIL and whatever, just win, just go out there and keep winning. And that's just how that's just the end of the day. It's end all be all, you know, you're not going to sign someone who, you know, maybe never starts at anything, any sport. Right. Yeah. You know, maybe may, unless you're like famous for some other odd reason, but, that's yeah, just but how the, this even works. then you've won something, even if it's just creating a ton of content, regardless of what it is to build an audience is what this is all about. If mm -hmm. you're an NCAA champ with 200 followers, nobody's gonna endorse you because you can't really bring much value to them so this is very much about being authentic building an audience and being able to bring value to a company and i think it's humbling for a lot of people because as good as a wrestler as they might be they might not be as valuable to another company as they think they are so i think this is a good learning lesson for those people to see how they can bring value or what <coughs> they can do so i love that aspect of it um I also love the fact of, of the non-wrestling to see how these intersect. If you had a dream company to work with, do you have one? I yeah. saw people tweeting Nintendo Pokemon and company. Pokemon. Yeah, I, saw, absolutely. I saw people tweeting <coughs> Nintendo and Pokemon. If you don't make a deal with this kid, you're out of your mind. So I, I hope something like that happens. That'd yeah, be pretty too. dang cool. <laughs> that would be cool. Well, Spencer, that that's pretty much all I have for you any other words if people are interested that are listening to this and reaching out to you about a deal how can they get a hold of you what's the best thing they should do i mean as of right now i guess you could just dm me but okay. in the future i'll have a business email and whatnot um probably in my bio or something and reach out to that so sweet and the shirts are gone nobody can get the spencer lee stand shirt those are gone you already missed those so if you're yeah hearing about those now you're too late but there's more things in the works I'm sure more merchandise is coming out. So that's going to be cool. If you're not already following Spencer on social, I don't know what you're doing. I'm sure most of you do. So Spencer, thank you for taking a few minutes. I wish you well in your recovery. If you feel like making a comeback announcement on this podcast, you can. 
this this platform's yours but most importantly just heal up and, and i can't wait to see you back out on the mat man absolutely hey, thanks for uh talking to me awesome man have a good night you too man and that is spencer lee a man of few words but somebody i always enjoy talking to one day we will get an hour episode out of him but i'm grateful for his time i'm grateful to hear kind of his perspective and me and him text and tweet and dm each other um, and i'm grateful to kind of bring some of those conversations to you guys because i know i find it interesting so i'm sure there's a lot of you that find it interesting too so real quick a couple other things guys summer is coming are you ready to unveil your beach bod? Today, today's episode is brought to you by Manscaped, our go-to for men's full-body grooming products. You guys know we tout this. Manscaped. From the legends who introduced the greatest electric grooming trimmer ever, Manscaped is now introducing the Ultra Smooth Package. You can see this package here. I think it's pretty cool. Just tell my wife how much I love it. It's a razor and formulation kit designed for the brave men and women out there who like to go to the skin when they groom and trim. Men, there's nothing worse than ingrown hairs when you go to the skin, especially when it's summer bod season. It's time to get ready for hot guy summer. I can't participate in hot guy summer, but I can at least like feel good about myself. So even if you're not in like, for you wrestlers listening, and I know when I wrestled, you know, fifth at JV Monroe County, um, I... I was in good shape, better than I am now. So when you're in good shape, you like to take care of yourself. So whether you're in hot guy summer or whether you're in wrestling summer or whether you're just jumping in your pond looking unathletic like I do, I think you should go and get the Ultra Smooth Package. Get a lawnmower 4.0. And if you listen to this show, you know the promo code. Promo code CHENZO, C-E-N-Z-O. Use promo code CHENZO. 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and this new 4.0 somebody was just telling me they just got the 3.0 look at I would upgrade get another one if you already have one maybe get a second if you don't have one I don't know what you're doing you can also get one of these weed whackers these things are the best ever everybody has to have a nose and air nose and ear hair trimmer you just a little quick zoop 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 and you're done you look clean you look presentable in a meeting if you're single you don't want somebody to see your nose and ear hair that's that's gross you might not even know you have it but she does so go to manscape.com use promo code chenzo 20 percent off the ultra smooth package has a crop exfoliator a crop gel and <coughs> this little razor that very cool shape go go and get one just go and get one Get it for your uncle, your brother, your cousin, your dad. Dad, get it for your son. You old guys who listen to the show, just get it for your son. Manscaped.com, promo code Chenzo. And aside from it, aside from that, that's pretty much today's show. I'm sorry Chenzo wasn't on. I would have loved to have him on, but he's moving. And I know how much of an undertaking that is. Let alone, when I moved, it was from one house to a neighborhood two over we moved like 15 minutes away moving from state college to palo alto that's a move that i would want to undertake so chenzo will be back hopefully by the next episode he's back i'm going to work around my schedule to see if we can make something happen when he's got some time in this crazy move but thank you as always for tuning in if you haven't subscribed on apple spotify um, the podcast is also in video form on YouTube and Rockfin. 
uh, on Rockfin, on rockfin.com slash Bashamania. There's articles I put out if there's things that I find of value, whether it's who's registered in a tournament or sometimes there's articles about branding and marketing and business that I think can bring value to wrestlers and to the wrestling community or sometimes I just give a random preview or my thoughts on something. So that's on rockfin.com slash Bashamania. So subscribe to the podcast. If you're not following me, I'm on Twitter at Justin J. Bash. Chenzo's at Chenzo Joseph. Give us both a follow. Let us know who you want on the show, what you like about the show, what you hate about the show. Actually, keep what you hate about the show to yourself. Just tell us what you like about the show. So that's episode 126 of the Bash Mania podcast. We'll be back soon with 127. See ya. And the beat goes on.